Um, take care of each other as well. We're in lockdown. Um, I will put my number in the... I, I should put this at the start. Um, I'll put this at the start as well. I'll put my number in the description if anybody is wants to message me, if anybody's struggling um, with anything that's going on right now. It's very... I understand how daunting everything is right now. And like, you know, there is that kind of thing of, will this end on Thursday or Friday, whatever it's supposed to be? Um, so I'll leave that. You can message me anonymously, um, as well. If that helps anymore, I'll happily message you. I'll happily, um, answer a call or, if, or anything like that. So, and please don't abuse that. <laughs> please, for the love of fuck, do not send me dick pics. We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. Oh, wacko takeover. My name is Nick Brown for anywhere and for anywhere. Town, the 14th reason the Silver Surfer top deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next like half hour. Um, look, my laptop kind of fried itself yesterday. And I'm just kind of trying to get something up through my PC just to kind of fuck around and get something up for the week um, while I try and fix all that. And I kind of, I stumbled across a video recently that I thought I could just kind of go through and um, just kind of talk about. Because like, I don't, I don't really disagree with the premise of this video, but they took a shot at one of my, my one of my bands that I enjoy. So how can they, how dare they? Um, Punk Rock NBA, you probably know him, he's some bald dude in his 30s. Um, definitely like... Look, I haven't watched too many of his videos. I know by his intro, just listen to it then, that he's like a, a hardcore kid from the 90s probably. Um, he's definitely straight edge. I, <laughs> I could definitely look at, I look, take one look at this guy and he's definitely straight edge. I'm assuming mid-30s, maybe 40. If he's 40, he's looking great for 40. Uh, I think he's Finn. Finn McKenty, I think is his name. And he re- released a video called The Problem with Progressive Music. Now, as somebody who fucking despises prog and all and everything in, to uh, involved with it, um, I thought I'd actually like this video, which is why I actually watched it. I was like, "Oh, cool, okay, let's let's see what someone else says." You could essentially summarize the what is what's wrong with prog in fucking twenty seconds. The fan base and the music sucks. Uh, like that. <laughs> thank you and good night. But you don't get monetized there. You don't make too much YouTube ad revenue doing that. So I understand that point. Uh, but, but let's let's get into it. Finn McKenty, uh, punk rock MBA. The problem with progressive music. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA, and today... What does NBA stand for? mm, The Punk Rock NBA, not NBA. I thought it was just a basketball fan. NBA. Okay. We are here to talk about Prague, or progressive music. Okay. When I said the word Prague, what came to mind for you? Shitty fan bases, songs that go for 10 minutes and tall. Headless guitars, no. ponytails, no. socks with sandals, no. or maybe dudes making super awkward, inappropriate penis jokes in the comments of Misha's Instagram. I don't know what those are all. Pro- I don't know what that means. <laughs> good answers, but let me tell you what probably did not come to mind: great songs. Oh, big call off the bat. Um, dog, look, I I know some people who actually are very into prog, and I, people whose opinion I actually respect who really enjoy prog, and I know a lot of bands who I enjoy have proggy elements to them. But um, to say that you don't think of good songs when you think of prog, man, that's a slap in the face to all the prog fans out there. The problem with prog... Don't know if that was prog. It sounds just like some random shredding. Prog is, in a word, riff salad, which I guess is actually two words, but you get my point. It's a genre that's fixated on technique, gear, time signatures, and other technical stuff to the point where they just kind of forget to write songs. Um, true, but... That's a characteristic of prog. Um, it's it's like saying metal core. Characteristics of metal core are breakdowns, clean choruses, and animal noises. It's like yeah, like they, you know, you take them out, and fundamentally, it's no longer metal core. It's like you take out a lot of that kind of, you know, the the key characteristics uh, characteristics of prog, and then it no longer really is prog. So yeah, I, like I get the point, but 
Yeah, and this is coming from someone who fucking despises like traditional prog. So am I? There's gonna be a lot of that throughout this video of just like him cutting to random people who can't play guitar to try and prove a point. Um, it's gonna get annoying. I tell you that much. Saying that prog nerds who may or may not have sexual thoughts about their guitars are slowly killing rock. No, not exactly, but also, yes, I kind of am. Okay. And I will explain exactly why in this video. But first, join my new Oh, no, no, he's going to fucking promote his Discord. We're not going through. And his sponsor. Okay, we're going to go through there. No, fuck off. We're not joining your bald-headed Discord. What is it against bald people? I just don't like them. Mikey from Gloom in the Corner. This guy. I'm sure there's some other third description. This has nothing to do with progressive politics. I'm not talking about using AOC tweets as lyrics. Yeah, no one no one made that assumption. But... What I'm talking about here is progressive rock or metal, a.k.a. prog, which refers to stuff that sounds like this. Or this. That would be... That sounds cool. Artists like King Crimson, Rush, or Frank Zappa back in the day. Yep. Or more recently, bands like Dream Theater, Tool, Animals as Leaders. Don't use uh, Tool and Dream Theater as recent examples. <laughs> I know they've like, I assume Dream Theater is still releasing music. I know Tool released an album last year, but they're not a recent example. And Polyphia. But Polyphia, yes. Let's get specific about exactly what prog means. I think no mention of Carnival, which I'm spewing on. I will use the definition from progarchives.com. Progressive rock bands pushed rock's technical and compositional boundaries by going beyond the standard rock or popular verse-chorus-based song structures. Additionally, the arrangements often incorporated elements drawn from classical, jazz, and world music. Instrumentals were common, while songs with lyrics were sometimes conceptual, abstract, or based in fantasy. Which I think, in the best case... That's pretty accurate. I think, for the most part, that's a pretty accurate, uh, you know, summary of prog. Arrow means bands like Issues or Polyphia who are pushing the creative boundaries of the genre. For example, like when Issues put a gospel choir in a metalcore song. Well, I need you now to hold my head. But more- That just sounded like a Let Live B-side. <laughs> What's going on? It sounded like uh, Let Live If I'm the Devil, like a, a track that just didn't quite make the album. Often than not, what prog means is dudes who have a $5,000 guitar rig, but no frame for their bed, oh, jacking off with their guitars, oh. trying to be technical for the sake of being technical. Uh, yeah, very much in agreeance here. I'm not, nothing against him, nothing against the points yet. Turning out uninspired riff salad that honestly, nobody but other guitar nerds cares about. There was it's a big deal. Yeah, like that. that's very true. There, there is this, um, I, I, I want to use an example, but I don't want to sound like I'm being mean um, because I, I really respect um, this, this person and uh, it's Cal from Def Magazine who writes um, really in-depth reviews, uh, funny enough, being Def Mag. And I'm friends with Cal, so there's no stress here. Um, but like she writes these reviews that are so like long and so complex and I feel like they're written for the band themselves not necessarily for a casual reader or just somebody who's interested to know what other people think of something and I think that's kind of similar to prog where prog people are kind of writing for themselves and they're writing for their contemporaries and they're not sometimes they're not really writing for the you know the the general populace but again that's a characteristic of prog so I don't know if you can really get upset about prog being prog <laughs> like can you really be upset about that like if it's not your deal it's not your deal it's just not mine
No song in your song. It's kind of just a collection of random shit. So put a little bit more effort in next time. Kind of reminds me of when I was in design school and there was this one kid who could draw better than all of us. Nobody gives a fuck when you were in design school. Like by a mile. Every time I would look over his shoulder at a sketchbook, he was drawing. This guy seems like he um he got like Guitar Hero World Tour back in like 2009. Like the, what the first Guitar Hero that had... um drums to it and he was really excited and at the start he's playing like you know um lunar coil and he's playing like rise against and green day or whatever and then um and then it got to the tool songs because there were like three tool songs on that one and he just couldn't get the time signatures down and then he just kind of like yelled at the sky and said i'll never listen to prog again at least that's how i fucking started hating prog world of warcraft characters incredibly detailed beautifully rendered ones but still it was orcs and trolls okay he had all this technical ability but so little creativity or vision and unfortunately, as the influence of progressive music grows... Unlike you, Finn. I'm sure you had a lot of creativity and vision. Um, so right now, uh, as you can't see, is he's like, you know, he's talking and he's got like videos kind of playing in the background. Now the song and the band that is playing right now, well, not the song, but like the video that's playing in the background, is Polaris Lucid, which is a weird choice to me. Um, because, you know, there's some good riffs in, in that, but the, it's pretty structurally sound. Um, he's going to go on later about how like court, like, you know, prog people don't like choruses or some shit like that. And I would say this chorus for Lucid especially is quite excellent. Um, and I'm just interested in like, you know, uh, Geordie, um, from Starve, who is one of the guys who I know who is a big prog fan and knows far more about it than me. And he, he considers the Mortal Coil like a progressive metal album or progressive album, one of the best debuts he's ever heard. And, uh, like, I don't really see it that way. I understand there's prog elements to it, but I would never call this a prog song. I wouldn't call it a flat-out prog album. I still think it's just more of a metalcore album with prog tendencies to it. Uh, but I guess that maybe that's where we disagree. Especially... Why would you use Polaris? Of all the fucking bands, use, like, a staple. This is, this is the annoying argument here. It's like, you know, use Tool, use fucking periphery or polyphia use one of those bands as the background not just this band who has like a couple of weird time signatures every now and then like in metalcore i would say i see that same issue spreading through rock and metal in general the same fixation on riffs tone and gear and technique over actual songs i'm going to i'm guessing that he's like uh I'm guessing he's like one of those. Well, yeah, as I said at the start, he, like, he I'm sure he liked hardcore in the nineties and he kind of enjoyed some stuff. And um, a lot of that stuff was kind of based on the fact, and a lot of punk music, and there's nothing wrong with this at all. It's whatever floats your boat against different strokes for different folks. A lot of it was based on the fact that you weren't very good at instruments, and that was kind of part of the aesthetic. It's like it was more about an emotional thing. And I say this about vocalists all the time, the idea of like, uh, so many vocalists now are almost too perfect for their own good, and there's no like raw energy like someone like, I would say, like a Jason Alon um, or a Keith Buckley kind of portrays. I think they're very few and far between. I don't know what's going on here. For Pod Farm. Um. <clears throat> and before we go on, I want to be super clear. I personally like a lot of this stuff. I was okay. Um, this is where his argument's going to start to get a little bit shaky. Super into turbo nerd stuff like Return to Forever and Spastic Ink back in the day. Sometimes I'll still put on a Bobby Jarzombek video while I'm eating breakfast or whatever. And I'm good friends. So it's a good um. It's a good uh, argument to make when you're going to say, like, you know, when uh, I do this as well, right? This is not a like a thing he's doing only. Uh, it's when you have to give your opposition 
some sort of credit. Because when you're arguing with yourself, you have to give your opposition some sort of praise because otherwise you just sound bitter or you just sound like a hater. So it's like you need to, you need to give them something. So instead of like going, oh, I was a big fan of Tool or I was a big fan of like a massive band that everybody kind of knows, he's used a bit more of an obscure band or a couple of obscure, obscure bands because he thinks it's going to give you, like essentially give him points and help him with his argument. Um, I do it. We all do it. Like you know, anyone who's good at arguing, anyone who's good at like can, um, you know, constructing an opinion or constructing a point, especially when they have no one to kind of answer back to them, it, you know, you have to do it. With a lot of these artists and their producers, so I do. Oh yeah, and he's just said he's friends with his art, a lot of these artists and producers. Ah, the old good flex fit. Get it? I do respect it, and it definitely has its place in the larger world of rock and metal. Well, that's nice, dude. So don't take this as me talking shit. Think of it. Sounds like you're talking shit. More like. <laughs> I again, I don't care. I, I talk shit about prog all the time. It's great. Your older brother taking you aside, giving you the much older brother, but a tough love that prog fans need to hear. And so, with that said, I want to. <laughs> So mean. <laughs> Not a few specific blind spots that I think come from this progressive mindset. Number one, to borrow a phrase from my friend Trey at Gear Gods, riffs are not a song. Correct. Well, they can be, but. If you listen to a lot of prog fans talk about music, especially progressive metal people, it's always about riffs, as though this is like the atomic unit of a song. And the way that you write a song is by stringing together a bunch of cool riffs and then giving it to the rest of the band so the drummer can do whatever the drummer does and the singer can sing some stuff on top of it or whatever. Which I guess some people, some bands, I'm sure, write music like that. It's really just not the way that 99% of the world thinks about songs. To yeah. The vast, vast majority. You haven't been on the UNFD Social Club. <laughs> people, a song is defined primarily by two things, the vocal melody and the lyrics. Especially okay. Um, yeah, like it depends on the genre, but yeah, like, you know, the vocals are probably the most, uh, always are probably the most important part of songs. Especially in the chorus. Like if you ask anybody, hey, do you know that song Party in the USA? They're not. Don't you dare say anything bad about fucking Miley. They're going to tell you whatever the guitar part was in that song. They're going to say, oh yeah, the one that goes. It's a party in the USA. And the re Interesting argument. It's a bit of a leap. <laughs> it's, it's a huge leap you're going from prog to Miley. I love Miley. Miley's the best. But uh, look, it's a surface level argument. As soon as you start to dig a little bit deeper, um, yeah, it kind of falls apart. And for this, I think it's pretty obvious. It's because a huge part of the prog scene is made up of guitarists. And you yes, absolutely. I'd assume. I'd assume. And now I don't know this, but like I'd assume drummers would fucking love playing prog, like uh, not playing you know the four four drum beats. No guitarists in their mind. Guitar is the center of the entire universe. Everything else exists just to elevate and showcase the guitarist. They're almost like pathologically I also, incapable. I also hate solos. Like uh, not all solos, but like it's a big reason I hate solos. I just think it's very self indulgent. So like I do agree here. A lot of guitarists are just kind of having this you know this big circle jerk thing of writing a song where the guitars aren't the focal point of everything. And so you can see the problem here. A big... Now the background music uh, video is North Lane's Bloodline. Chunk of the genre has turned into guitarists. Again, another song that's like, I think it's Bloodline. I might be wrong there. But another song that's, you know, structurally really sound. There's no really... It's, you know, the guitars aren't the vocal the focal point at all. If anything, I'd say the, vocal, the vocals are the focal point. Vocal, focal. Um. Writing songs to just impress other guitarists that nobody else is interested in because there's no actual songs, just riffs. Yep. I mean, compare metalcore of like, say, 2004 or 5, like the Killswitch era, which had some very good players, but was definitely about the songs. To this new stuff, 
There's just a bunch of generic dudes playing. Ah, the old boomer my generation was better argument. It's a it's a fascinating one. And um like I expect people, you know, when when they're <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I was going to say, I expect people over 60 to believe that. That's mean. I'm not going to be ageist. Architect songs in a colored room. And I yeah, this this argument could really be boiled down to Prog sucks because Architects made Lost Forever Lost Together and everybody's been ripping it off since. Like that could have been the uh, that could have been another part of the 30 second video. I think they just used Crystal Lake as the um as an example there. Um, I think it's Crystal Lake. I might be wrong there, but. Fuck, of all the bands, you're really going to use Crystal Lake? Man, that's a bit of a bit rough. Great band. I do kind of blame this on the influence of Prague because this was not the case in the 80s, 90s, or even the 2000s. Would you almost say music progresses? When guitar music was a lot more popular. Like take Van Halen, for an example. Obviously a very heavily guitar-driven band. Arguably like the greatest guitar hero of all time. But they never... Did he say guitar hero? He definitely fucking play guitar hero and couldn't work out <laughs> couldn't work out how to play tool on the drums fuck you finn forever lost it's tough i know getting getting past the hard mode is really tough on drums I, okay. guitar hero and metallica really separate the men from the boys the song i mean everybody knows the chorus to jump don't use jump as an example jump is not a good van halen song van halen have great songs jump is not one of them use panama panama is amazing also in Superbad, great movie. And you might say, well, I don't care. Music doesn't need to be popular to be good. And you're right. That is true. That's Let's think about the kind of second order effects here. The fact... Music doesn't need to be popular... Wait, was that... Music doesn't need to be popular to be good? Is that it? Let's try that again. And you might say, well, I don't care. Music doesn't need to be popular to be good. Correct. And you're right. That is true. But think about the kind of second order effects here. The fact that Van Halen was such a huge band and had that kind of mainstream success is what made Eddie Van Halen such a transformational figure and enabled him to do so much for guitar and guitar music. I don't think you could do that anymore. You know, rock music's so far out of the mainstream that it, you know, part of the reason why Van Halen blew up so much is because rock and roll was the genre or like heavy metal, hard rock, whatever you want to call it, uh, Van Halen back in the day. I know genres kind of change through the decades. But uh, yeah, this couldn't work in today's thing. And also, again, if you're going to use an example, don't use examples from fucking 40 years ago. It's a really tough sell to make an argument that was happening back in the 70s and 80s to something that's happening in 2021. You can't really do that. It doesn't fucking help you. In general, how many people got into guitar because of him? And Me. Me. And I got, in I got into Guitar Hero because of him. <laughs> Would they have ever discovered him if he took the easy way out of just writing nerdy fusion songs for other guitarists? No, that, that's what Rush was for. Or to use a more modern example, Periphery. They're easily the most popular band in that like Good modern band. progressive band. metal scene. And they're also the one that has the most like conventional song structures. And I don't know, Periphery have some moments where they've got like eight minute fucking fiddly diddly songs that um, are still cool. They've got a fat ass bass tone, so I, don't, I, I like it. And vocally, they're really sick. Um, yeah, cool band, but... Look, you're just using the biggest band as Sometimes an almost pop-like choruses. This is not a coincidence. And again, think about how much they have done for the prog metal scene and guitar in general. And again, just like Van Halen, it's because of the songwriting, because they have better... Comparing Periphery to Van Halen's very, uh, it's a leap. Songwriting, the 90% of the band... I like the leap, but it's a leap. 
a genre that just crank out that uninspired riff salad for other guitarists. Riff salad, yummy, yummy. Um, <laughs> that's a new Wiggles song. <laughs> I can't wait to go to, get a, go to Subway and get a riff salad. So if you care about the future of guitar music, <laughs> it's a fucking presidential campaign. Rock in general. The best thing that you can do is actually to think less about guitar and more about songs. Or next time you look out into the crowd of a rock show, it's going to be a bunch of dudes with beards standing there like this, trying to figure out what string gauge the guitarist is using. And that is not a good thing for the long-term health of the genre. Mm. And number two, nobody gives a shit about how fast you can play. Correct. I also blame Prague to some extent for a lot of modern rock. I can't wait for him to stop blaming Prague for the coronavirus outbreak. It's gonna, it's gonna, I'm blaming, I'm blaming Prague music for this latest lockdown. I'm fucking over it and I blame Prague for it. Rock's fixation on technique. I feel like they've kind of lost the plot and they place way, way too much emphasis on being. Americans shouldn't say the term lost the plot does not sound, does not sound right. It's, when, it's like when Americans say cunt. It just doesn't kind of, it doesn't really resonate. And you can almost slip those, those into a sentence and no one would really notice it. That's when you know it doesn't have any effect. Good at your instrument. Like when rock fans talk about pop, they're oftentimes dismissive. Like, oh, anybody can play that stuff. Which first of all, isn't true. The people who play in pop bands are some of the. Who says that? I don't know who, like, again, I think this is a stereotype that doesn't exist anymore. I feel like, like, boomers, probably similar age to you, Finn, are the only ones who say that. Best musicians in the world who will play rings around almost anybody in metal, but that's another conversation. No one cares about that conversation. Fuck yeah. Or if they're talking about rap, they'll oftentimes say anybody could do that. It doesn't take any effort to put together a beat compared to a song with real instruments. Ah, the old classic real instruments argument. Yeah, that's... Again, I don't... I, look, unless you're on, like, a metal injection or a metal sucks um, Facebook post, like, you don't really see that very much anymore. There's a couple reasons why that is honestly just kind of a dumb way to look at me. You see when... You see, um... Fucking Elf Wolf, um... Shadow Alpha, they did the Akudama guitar playthrough, and uh, like on, I think it was on like Guitar Gods, it was like Guitar, I can't remember, it was on some face, and like all the comments are like, this sucks, it's all chugs, it's fucking bullshit, and I'm like, shut up, they should listen, they should watch this video. <laughs> Shadow Alpha, Akudama's a fucking banger. Song of the Year, 2020, thank you very much, Backbone 100 winner. For one, why should it matter how hard it is to play a given piece of music? It doesn't, and no one's really arguing it, Finn. I think you're, you're making an argument to yourself. No one cares. That has literally zero bearing on whether it's enjoyable to listen to a song or not. I mean, oh God, there's a fucking zero bearing to whether I'm going to enjoy this fucking video or not. I mean, any 14-year-old can play Green Day songs, right? But Yeah, that's probably the issue. <laughs> who cares? They're great songs. Ah, debatable. And on the other hand, there's zillions of generic bland prog bands of like Berkeley dropouts whose stuff is incredibly intricate I and hard. Finn was bullied in school by a prog kid, and I think he's taking it out. I like I have a I have a friend who um who hates South Park, right? And I don't really care if you hate South Park; it doesn't really bother me. But uh, and he talks about it. He's like, oh, what? I'm like, why do you hate South Park? He's because like, it it seems like it would be part of his humor. And he's like, oh, this kid in fucking kindergarten <laughs> wore an uh, "You Killed Kenny" shirt. He'd always pick on me. And I just like I feel like that's some, something's happened to Finn. Some guy came in with a headless guitar, sandals, and socks, and he fucking and he just picked on little Finn who was just trying to listen to um. Oh, what's that fucking hardcore band someone said that he always mentions earth crisis and uh yeah and then all of a sudden he's like again then probably got guitar here couldn't play a tool song it's a very deep-rooted issue fit you should get yourself checked out to play but nobody gives a shit because their songs are terrible i'm sure there's some people already typing out angry comments here but just bear with me because i think really this is a question of theory of value Ooh, theory of value in other words what defines quote-unquote good music 
In the Prague view, which you could call the labor theory of musical value, the worth of music is largely defined by how much work went into creating it. Like, yeah, well, you know, that's a lot of work's done that way. Picture this. You spent decades practicing your instrument, yes. honing your ability until yes. your shred skills are over 9,000. Ooh, good reference. Very up with the times, Finn. Then you spent years writing your elaborate masterpiece concept album, and then spent months in the studio painstakingly recording it, redoing every take until it's absolutely perfect. There's some of you probably nodding right now, like, yeah, that's right, that is how you do it, that's how you make great music. Yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> On the other hand, you could look at it from another perspective, which I think makes it a little bit- It's almost like music is subjective, Finn. <laughs> Oh, I, I knew I could get through this whole video about saying that term. It's always like music is subjective, Finn, and you're you're just you don't like one genre of music, and you and like another genre more, and that's okay, Finn. But people, including myself, I I'll happily make fun of prog until the day I die. I think it's hilarious, and I think prog fans suck. Just about as much as 21 Pilots fans, but you know, their new album sucks, so who gives a shit? Uh, but yeah, again, I, this sounds very old man yells at clouds, or he's kind of like, I feel like he heard this in a conversation with his friends, and he's like, I should make a video on this. More sense. In this other view, the only thing that matters is, is it a good song? And if it is, then it doesn't matter whether it took you 10 years, 10 hours, or 10 minutes to write. Some of the greatest songs of all time were written in, in Inside and Out. I'm pretty sure Paranoid by Black Sabbath was written in 15 minutes. And it was written as like a, an, almost a filler track. It was like a last song. Um, they just needed one more song for the album. They came up with it in like 15 minutes. And then, yeah, that became their biggest, essentially one of their biggest songs, if not their biggest. So that's pretty cool. A little fun fact for you. It's interesting how people think about the value of music so differently than they would anything else. For example, if it took somebody 10 hours to make a sandwich, would that make it a better sandwich? I'd kind of want to try the 10 hour sandwich, to be honest. Uh, like you have fucking um, beef that's been dry aged for 27 years or some shit that's more like, you know, exotic or more expensive and more desirable than people. It's like whiskey that's been, you know, in, in the barrel for 44,000 years since the Stone Ages. And it's like, oh, I want to try that one. So, like, I look, I get your argument. Like if someone at Subway took 10 hours to make it my sub, I'd be a little bit annoyed. Like, I'd probably be missing out on most of my day there. But if I went to a restaurant and I'm like, oh, this sandwich was made, made in 10 hours and made with all this cool shit, um, I'm, I might give it a crack, mate, if it's vegan. Would you pay more for that sandwich? Yep. <laughs> no, of course you wouldn't. Yes, yes I would. Because you don't care how long it took, you only care if it tastes good, right? I do care how long it takes, Finn. I'm a man of numbers. So why should we think about- I have a small ego and a smaller dick. What do you want me to do with my life? Music any differently. I actually think that this view of music, this labor theory of value- I have a small ego and a smaller dick. <laughs> what a quote. <laughs> actually kind of devalues musicians because it basically defines a musician as an instrument operator. Nah, you're looking for too much into this, Finn. Like they're assembly line workers getting paid by the hour or based on how many widgets they're able to put together, as opposed to professionals like lawyers and investment bankers who are paid for the results of their work. They get paid to make the deal happen. And nobody cares whether took them 50 hours or 20 hours. And wouldn't you say that it's better for musicians to be seen as professionals like lawyers or bankers rather than assembly line workers? Like imagine you hired a wedding band. I don't know who you're arguing here with Finn. <laughs> just, again, you're just arguing with yourself. And, and then when it came time to pay him after- This is a shower thought argument. This is something he thought of in the shower, kind of hand against the glass 
and kind of like tried to think of all the different ways. And he just didn't think hard enough. You needed to run this through a few people before posting this one. Afterwards, you're like, I don't know. The second and third songs that you picked, they weren't that hard to play. I'm only going to pay you half. And again, not how things work, but okay. I place a lot of the blame for that on Prague because one. <laughs> Prog, Prog started the bubonic plague, baby. Prog's the, Prog, Prog is the root of all evil in this fucking video. The core values of the genre is making music that's technically difficult and complex. They see inherent value in both of those things. And trust me, I Because it's a characteristic of Prog. Get the appeal of that. When I was 22 and I listened to a ton of Lightning Bolt, Cecil Taylor, and Spastic Inc. Again, you're naming these obscure bands to try and help your argument. Your argument's lost. And all I wanted to hear was like the weirdest, most off-the-wall shit with the- Listen to 100 Gex, you'll hear the most weird off-the-wall shit going right now. Is 100, Gre 100 Gex progressive music, all things considered? By, not by prog in like a prog genre, but progressive in the fact that it like- it pushes, I don't know, I can't remember what the exact definition they said before, something like they push the boundaries of, um, of music, and it pushes the boundaries of pop music for sure. So I, I, I argue 100 Gex is the most progressive thing that's come in music since fucking <clears throat> Kanye West. <laughs> Craziest shredding. It was cool. It was fun. And I do still like all that stuff. So I get- Well, that's good, Finn. The appeal, but I and again, he definitely doesn't like that stuff still. But he's he's gonna help. It helps his argument to. It helps your argument when you seem like an ally. <laughs> People do it all the time. I do it all the time. It helps your argument when you feel like an ally. You 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 try to sound like an ally, and it's almost like you're reluctantly. You know, I don't want to make this video. I'm making this video because I have to because things have gotten so bad. People make that all the time. You could use that. You could like you can spot people do that a mile away. Also understand it for what it is, musical masturbation. Yep, yep, absolutely. All this fixation on production and technique kind of misses the point. Mastering your instrument is just a means to an end. It's just something that enables- Can't we just let Prog Beat's little subgenre in the corner there and let like the guitar nerds kind of fanboy out on that? Why, why does it matter? Prog doesn't need to be anything. Like, why, why is Prog so influential all of a sudden? Prog was never, like, besides Tool and that, no one gives a shit. You to make great oh, Periphery of Polyphia, good. Music, it's Carnival, great. Not a goal in and of itself. And this is a problem. This is part of what's made the whole genre devolve into, like, guitarists trying to impress each other with how complex and difficult the material is and how sick their tone is, to the point where sometimes I feel like songwriting is almost an afterthought. Like, did anybody involved with this song really think that this was a great vocal hook? Okay, here we go. The reason for this fucking video, this uh, pod, this, of all the songs, right, you've, you've made this thing and you're going on about how... Yo, it's all about impressing yourselves and guitar, your guitars being fucking wild and all this shit. And you're going to make fun of a chorus from a band. Who are you going to pick? Drum roll, please. Fucking cunt. Are you serious? If you're going to go after a genre, at least pick someone who's like purely involved in that genre. Why wouldn't you make fun? You you didn't want to make fun of Tool and you didn't want to make fun of the old school ones because it wouldn't be a part of your argument. You didn't want to make it fun of Periphery or Polyphia because their fan base is too rabid. You wanted to make fun of a more obscure act who barely... Barely put dips their toes into the idea of prog. They have prog elements. North Lane definitely have prog elements. And I'm not going to dis um, dispute that. But to call them a flat-out prog band is such a stretch. And if you listen to that song, Clockwork, right? 
which is a great song. Um, it's not musical masturbation in the slightest. It's no fucking crazy guitar shit. It's not guitar driven. It's a. Gr- oh, I just don't get this. I, I don't get this. If you're going to go, don't be half-assed. That's what he's done. He's doing a half-assed argument. And he's also going on about the idea of like this chorus. Right? He's saying this chorus is lazy and it doesn't sound good and there's nothing really going on in it. And essentially, the, re- the whole other part of the video is him going about how prog is too technical for its own good. So which way do you want it, Finn? You can't have it both ways. You're a fucking idiot. Holy shit, wanker of the week. My God. Don't make fun of North Lane. Fuck off. I like North Lane. Shout out, Marcus. How you doing, buddy? Why would you pick that chorus? Of all the shit you could have picked, who put you onto this? Because you didn't research this yourself. You've you've done this. Somebody sent this to you as, as like part of an argument. It's like someone sent you an assignment project. Uh, maybe it's because like the fan base isn't as rabid for a band like North Lane. And yeah, maybe that's it. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, Bloodline, I think was the other song I said before that they he used. And like any, any video in the background, he's using essentially as a... An, a, an example of a prog song that doesn't do it right. And Bloodline is structurally sound. It's not riffage bullshit. It's not musical masturbation. Neither is clockwork. It's like just because the, just because the drums have a couple different time signatures throughout. What the fuck are you talking about, Finn? Oh, you bald-headed muppet. I don't mean to be harsh here. I'm legitimately asking the question. No, he's not. He's not asking the question. He's asking a rhetorical question. I do this all the fucking time, and it's great. It's great to do it when you're, when you're the one doing it, but when someone else does it, it's fucking infuriating. If they did, and this is what they came up with, then that's totally cool. It, it was. That's exactly what happened. This, this song probably was built around that chorus, so I don't get that. I don't get this idea. This is not a bad chorus by any stretch. It's actually quite a good chorus. You could say it's lazy. It's not a hell of a lot going on, but that's okay. You just made you you were making examples of fucking party in the USA being a great vocal hook. So it's not all about like having this crazy complex chorus. It's about being simple and about being just good. About what sounds good, Finn. You said that five minutes ago. It's not about what you know, about musical masturbation. It's what sounds good. And what sounds good as a song. You fucking moron. Music is subjective, you fuck. I respect it, but I kind of doubt that they did because I talked to people in band. Hang on, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna go back ten seconds just for. I don't mean to be harsh here. I'm legitimately asking the question. If they did, and this is what they came up with, then that's totally cool. I respect it, but I kind of doubt that they did because. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, it's great. That's great argument. Good stuff, Finn. No, I like that. That's kind of funny. I talk to people in bands all the time and they talk about guitar. The old fashioned, I talk to bands all the time argument. It does. It's, it's a foolproof plan. It's like, I talk to bands all the time. <laughs> who gives a fuck? I don't care who you talk to. Our tone and drum samples a hundred times. Sorry, let's go back 10 seconds again. If they did, and this is what they came up with, then that's totally cool. I respect it. But I kind of doubt that they did because I talk to people in bands all the time and they talk about guitar tone and drum samples a hundred times more than they talk about vocal melodies or writing catchy choruses. What do you, what do you, how do you bring that up in conversation, Bart? When you're talking about, like, if you're a singer, do you just want, Finn, do you just want to talk to a singer and have them just randomly belt out melodies and vocal hooks and see what you like? Like, how do you want to talk about that? It's a very strange process. Uh, Like, if you're talking to guitarists, of course they're going to talk about it. You're probably the one bringing it up, Finn. Fucking go back to listening to Earth Crisis and Green Day, you fuck. 
To be just totally blunt and honest, I yeah, mate, yeah, be totally blunt and honest like I am. I think that this mindset of placing value on complexity in art is kind of immature. What the fuck are you talking about? That chorus, are you? Oh. <laughs> Do you listen to the songs, mate? Do you not listen to anything? Fuck! <laughs> now I'm getting mad. And I know because I did it too. I think everybody- Oh, you did it too, did you, Finn? Did ya? You fucking moron. Were you jacking off at 184 BPM, you dick? Because it's kind of a natural part of being an artist, I think, is that phase where you really fixate on technique and complexity. But you More North Lane in the background. You gotta grow out of that. And I'm not sure that rock- You gotta mature, Northlane. I'm sick of you fucking just fiddling around with guitars like a fucking bunch of musicians. Just mature and write some good music for once. I would argue Alien was, like, in, in the more uh, broader term, more progressive than anything metalcore or prog music has done in fucking a decade. It was great. And, this, and Clockwork was an extension of that. Oh, bald-headed fucks. <laughs> I it always comes back to the main bold. Yes. If anything, they're just going deeper down that rabbit hole. Like when I was a graphic designer at the beach. Oh, here we go. Back to when I was a graphic designer. No one cares, Finn. In my career, I over-designed everything. Yeah, did ya? Oh, fuck, man. I can't wait to hear about it. You could give me the simplest brief in the world, and I would always try to cram as many fonts in there as I could and make... Yeah, it sounds like... <laughs> Joel Birch did that, then he started, he sells them for a fucking living, you dickhead. You could have made a living off that shit. Everything is like detailed and glitchy as I could use every effect in the book because I thought that And now you do no fucking research and there's no and your videos are shit because of it So maybe find a middle ground Finn me a better designer to do more and my art directors have kind of come over Yes, th this video could be summed up in those two words do more Finn do more We're here with this pained look on their face like hmm There's uh, a lot going on here. Maybe maybe we could simplify it a bit and I would always get so mad, like, no, you can't simplify it. Are you crazy? You're going to ruin it. But guess what? They were right. And as I got better and matured as a designer, I learned to... Oh, okay. That's it. Northlane aren't mature. I should have known. How long has Northlane been a band? How many albums they got? Discoveries, Singularity, Node, Mesmer, Ailey. Five albums deep. Um, Not mature yet. Been around for about 10 years now. Like, over 10 years, I'd assume. Not mature yet. Well, get around. Keep trying, boys. Maybe by the 20-year mark, you'll be mature. Appreciate restraint. And I came to understand that actually it's kind of a cop-out. It's very easy to take this approach of just throwing everything that you possibly can into a piece of art and hoping that some parts of it come out cool. There's only like four, there might be four or five parts in Clockwork on that in that Northlane song for the entire track. So I, I'm... I'm not getting this point of like, this is so complex. And so, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe the video fucked him up. He couldn't handle Marcus running for three minutes. That's hard, dude. I fucking can't do it. Because really, that's just like spray and pray. That's throwing shit at a wall and hoping some of it sticks. But what's really, really hard is being- What's really hard, Finn? Deliberate. Having a vision of where you want to go, a concept, and then deliberately executing on that, achieving that vision by using only what you need and nothing more. There's a Hemingway- there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, that argument on like isolated cliff that that's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like there are many bands and I've, you know, I've done music before in the past and it's the same deal. Like you always want to add more. And sometimes, you know, working out when to say stop is a good thing. And some people don't do it enough. And some people, 
you know, say it too early. Some people say it too late, but you know, it's all, I think a lot of it has to do, you know, when the bands are willing to go, yep, that's done. And um, yeah, but I, I get the argument there. There's, there are, there are some surface level arguments and some decent points that he's making here, but it's, it's kind of being woven in with just a bunch of garbage. What about this that I really like? Write the story, take out the good lines, and see if it still works. Or to put it in musical terms, write the song, take out the indulgent solos, overplaying, and effects. Okay, um, indulgent solos, overplaying, and effects in, let's use the the three um, songs that he's uh, from North Lane. He'll use Bloodline. Don't think that has a solo in it. Effects. And effects are a part of a song, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, and Polaris Lucid, no, there's no no guitar solos or any bullshit in that. So like, I'm, yeah, look, keep trying, buddy. And take your fucking hat off. You're inside. If it fucking rude. Still works. That's why a song like Royals by Lord is way more impressive to me than anything Dream Theater has ever done. Well, I agree with that. And we'll never be royals. Dude, Lord is so underappreciated. We need to like, we need, uh, Lord's in New Zealand. Is she Kiwi? I think she is, but she's awesome. Fuck me. I saw her live. She's amazing. Greenlight's such an epic song. The Dream Theater stuff is very, very hard to play. I'm sure those mixes are super complex with tons of subtle effects and layers and all that stuff. But I would argue that it's way harder to write a song like Royals. And in some ways it might actually be harder to perform it because there is nothing to hide behind in that arrangement. Just the vocals and some very minimal drums. We count our dollars on the train to the party. The tiniest little flaw is gonna stand out there. Unlike these like majestic arrangements with 9 million layers where any imperfection is probably gonna be covered up by the fact that there's just a ton of shit going on at any moment in time. I still don't know what the point is here. Like I get Royal, yeah, we get it. Lord's better than Dream Theater, but that's been, uh, everybody's known that for fucking since the dawn of time. And honestly, I think a lot of these bands have kind of lost the plot of progressive music. I mean, take something like... Ch Did he say lost the plot again? <laughs> Didn't work the first time, Finn. Let's stop Stop saying that. Korea Electric Band. R.A.P. to the legend chick, by the way. You and your oh, I got an ad! No! I nearly got through the whole video ever. without an ad. Visit Fuck off. I am just we were doing 20, 30, or 40 years ago. It's kind of ironic, right? I mean, I think copying Dream Theater is actually the exact opposite of being progressive. You really should have put in... Um, Ah, Polaris, this isn't progress. It could have really helped there, but I guess, you know, you didn't want to give a, a prog band any any credit. I get that, Finn. So, what am I saying? Nothing. Fucking nothing. <laughs> am I saying that everyone should dumb their music down and play simplistic crap to... I feel like he's going to say no to whatever he's, the question he's asking himself. Appeal to the masses? Absolutely not. What yes. I'm saying... That's a win for me. ...is challenge yourself to do both. To push be better boundaries creatively and technically and write catchy hooky songs that appeal to people who aren't dudes with a guitar fetish and don't look at that as a compromise or dumbing down your music or anything like that because it's actually the exact opposite it's actually an even more advanced creative challenge because you've added another set of constraints and as much as a lot of creatives don't like to admit it constraints actually help creativity if you yes they can truly they certainly can want to challenge yourself that's how you do it to solve for two things at once to write something that's progressive but also catchy and accessible because the honest truth <gasps> is it what's the honest truth Finn? it's really not that hard to write this super long complex shreddy song with no structure or hooks 
It might be hard to... Yeah, you're right. It's not hard to write those Northland songs that are just shreddy bullshit, no structure. <laughs> you really could have saved me making this video if you just used a different example to Northland. <laughs> you fucking moron. Play it, but stringing together a bunch of fancy riffs. How's this guy got 318,000 subs, bro? Fucking hell. It's not that hard. And the cold, hard truth that I know a lot of you are not going to like to hear. Oh, no, I'm not going to like this. Is that being a good guitarist does not make you a good musician. No, that's standard. We all know this. <laughs> just makes you a good guitarist. Yep, just like people in cover bands aren't necessarily great musicians. Yep. You're only a good musician if you make good music. Being a Fine, well, there you go, buddy. <laughs> Drop it the truth bombs. Highly skilled guitar operator is an entirely different thing. So is it cool to experiment and do wild off the wall new I feel like he's going to say yes. Shit, absolutely. Yes, two for two, baby. But stopping there is a cop out. A truly great musician like Eddie Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix does both. The bottom line is this. Progressive music is cool and it certainly add a lot of fun, interesting stuff to the palette of what rock can be. But shredding and getting really good at your instrument is not the end all be all. We can't just sit back and- This guy couldn't get past guitar here on fucking medium level. You that orange button would be fucking hell to this guy. Because <laughs> he's only used to playing three chords anyway. If this guy played in a band, I bet he would have been a shit guitarist. That rock turned into a circle jerk of guitarists trying to impress each other. So please, if you care about the future of rock, I, I just- don't, I don't think, and like, uh, this is nothing against the bands, um, against, like I'm going to use Northlane against my example. I don't think I've really ever, like, looked at Northlane and been like, holy shit, these guys are, like, the greatest musicians ever. Never thought that. I've always thought they're good, and there's always moments where I'm like, wow, that's a really fantastic section, or- uh, that riff's mad or whatever, but like I've never looked at them and gone, man, this is a big circle jerk fucking thing. Uh, finish this fucking video, Finn. Fucking put me out of my misery. Say no to riff salad. There was no song in your song. All right, my friends, that does it for this video. Thank fuck. Let me know what you think in the comments. You're a fuckwit. That's what <laughs> Wanker of the week, baby. Um, okay, that, I think that's all I need. See, let's see what the comments say. Uh, the comments are all going to be his fucking, like, people who love him. Um... Let's see. Lord's songwriting is even more impressive when you realize she is a middle-aged man in Colorado who writes songs in his part in the park. Is that a South Park Randy Boss reference? Great comment, Wade. Good shit. Um, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Okay. Anyway. Let's... Uh, oh, okay. Hang on. This guy says something. My way... Uh, simple, different strokes for different folks kind of deal. All right, that's enough of that shit. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, that was Punk Rock MDA, you, um, MBA, MDMA. That was the Punk Rock MDMA um, with the problem with progressive music. Uh, you can go watch it in your own fucking time. Um, take care of each other as well. We're in lockdown. Um, I will put my number in the... I, I should put this at the start. Um, I'll put this at the start as well. I'll put my number in the description if anybody is wants to message me, if anybody's struggling um, with anything that's going on right now. It's very, I understand how daunting everything is right now. And like, you know, there is that kind of thing of, will this end on Thursday or Friday, whatever it's supposed to be. Um, so I'll leave that. You can message me anonymously um, as well. If that helps anymore, I'll happily message you. I'll happily um, answer a call or, or anything like that. So, and please don't abuse that. <laughs> please, for the love of fuck, do not send me dick pics.